Hey everybody, happy Friday and welcome to the FYI podcast. We talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, the whole enchilada. If you were 18 to 30 and you're wrestling with these questions, you're not alone. My name is Micah Keneally, one of your hosts, and this is... Josiah Keneally, your other host, and we love the journey with you guys. Thanks for subscribing and sharing this message, whether on YouTube, Mm -hmm. whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are streamed. And here's the thing, you need to get your way to the YA weekend, May 12th through the 14th at Lake Geneva, Alexandria, Minnesota. Part of our ministry is called Young Adults Today. We have a weekend just for um, Minnesota young adults or people from the Midwest. Even Mm -hmm. if you're not from Minnesota, you can come. Mm -hmm. It's open to all 18 to 30 year olds. There'll be breakout sessions, main session teachings, workshops, worship, Mm -hmm. fun, community, and hundreds of other young adults. Yes. And how many of you need more fun in your life? You need more fun. You need more laughter. You need less stress. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to unplug, step away from social media for two and a half days. You can do that. You can join us. We would love to meet you. We'd love to see you. And we'd love to have you ask some questions, even for this podcast, because that's what we're all about here. We answer questions that you're asking that maybe you don't feel comfortable asking anywhere else. And we just want to unpack those. We point them back to the word of God, back to scripture. Sometimes we share some of our story in the process. So know that your questions can be answered. They are heard. And the weekend will be an awesome opportunity for you to get involved if you feel disconnected from a church, disconnected from God, and disconnected from a community. Because your community could be awaiting you there. I love it. I love it. And look, we all need something on our calendars to look forward to. That's right. It's the truth. So what are you looking forward to on the calendar? On the calendar? Oh my gosh. We have a couple trips coming up, but I would say the ultimate overarching theme is summer. Just weather that I can not, it can't shovel sunshine, right? Yep. I'm ready to just enjoy the sunshine. What are you looking forward to, Josiah? Well, definitely the 80 degrees. I like 70s, 80s, aka shorts weather. And um, I think I'm looking forward to the weekend, of course. Um, We are working on a family trip with our girls. We're trying to get them to the beach this summer. And so I'm really looking forward to the, the waking up of wonder and the awe of new experiences and adventures, excitement from their eyes. Oh, that's so good. And speaking of that, well, here's the verse of the day. Oh, what do you got? The verse of the day comes from Acts 20, verse 35. And this is the author of Luke Acts speaking. Mm -hmm. He says, in everything I did, I showed you that that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself gave us, Then it goes red letters and he's quoting the words of Jesus. This is our verse of the day. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm. And I would just ask you, babe, um, Mm. do you agree with that verse? Have you found that to be true in your own life and how so? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love to give gifts. I love to bless people. I love to, whether it's preparing meals or buying flowers, like I just want people to know that they are seen, that they are loved and that they are celebrated no matter what it is, something big or small. It doesn't matter. A coffee, whatever. Yeah. And giving them time, I think is one thing we can never get back. And I found myself when you think that you have the least to give is obviously the season that you need to focus on giving of something, your time, talents, treasures, because I become internally insulated or self-focused, hyper-focused on myself, maybe more or less. So I would say, yes, I do agree with that scripture. And guess what? 
when you do give, I found it's more fulfilling and I had more fun than I ever thought I would seeing the response on their faces or serving or holding a door or making coffee at church or whatever it is. And it's like, wow, like I should be doing this every week. So I would totally agree with that comment. Is there something that comes to your mind? Man, I would agree with that. And um, I love giving most recently, like I've come into like a new hobby that I rediscovered. It was a hobby of mine as a kid, but sports cards and whether it's trading, selling, buying, but honestly, my favorite part of it, you know what it is? I do know what it is. What is it? It's blessing somebody else with a binder of a team that they love. Yeah. And like, we were just recently invited to speak at a conference in Houston. So for the friend that invited us there, um, he was on our other podcast and I just said, Hey, what's your favorite sports team? Not even thinking of it. Mm -hmm. And he goes to Seattle Seahawks. And so then for a few months I was secretly working and it's like, I couldn't wait to bless him. And so I think the reason that I found this to be true, whether it's money, time Mm -hmm. to your point, baseball cards or whatever it is. Um, it is more blessed to give than receive Mm -hmm. and it's, you can't outgive God. Yeah. You also like, it's so fun to bless other people. We're blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I, I've never look, I'll put it this way. I've never regretted giving. Right. You know, spending is different than giving people. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, we've given each year, I think in our marriage, we've attempted to increase our giving goals and just generosity. And, um, I've never regretted giving. Yeah. It's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Like to a special project, to Mm -hmm. a missionary that Mm -hmm. we support, to a cause, to the local church. Um, I'm like, I never regretted giving or being generous. And speaking of giving and finances and money, we have a question that's coming from an 18 year old. Isn't that fun? This is so fun. They're asking these questions that sometimes people don't ask until they're almost retired or in the process of that final five-year stretch. And they're like, oh my word, I haven't been prepared for this moment. But here's a question of the day. You You take it? it. I got it. All right. It says, I'm 18. Woo. Next gen. Here we go. What should I do with my money to set myself up for financial freedom? That is so good. I know. And I love the word. What do we, I focus on the word in this thing, freedom. Hmm. Why freedom? Because anything we borrow, we're slave to the lender. And we don't ever want to feel like a loan is something that we cannot pay back. A debt we cannot pay back. Um, Captivity. Some, yes, you you feel trapped. You can't. Yeah. Out, how can you live your best life or live out your dreams when you have financial weights or chains strapped around you that you can't get on the airplane because you don't have the money? You can't go into or on a mission trip because you don't have the money. You can't go to school because you don't have the money, or you took your loan that you borrowed and you spent it on something you shouldn't have when it comes to school. So Josiah, what advice do you have for this right off? How should young adults start avoiding debt younger in life instead of trying to shovel themselves out? Oh my gosh. What I love most about this question is, yes, we love this topic Mm -hmm. and I love this question, but my favorite part is how young you are asking it Yeah, because I was just on the phone with a friend of mine and he's a financial advisor and he was telling me that his average client's age is like 65 and, um, I mean, so it's kind of like asking someone like him, what would you tell someone 40 years before they're your client? 
Yeah. Or what do you like? You could ask 65 year olds, people who are nearing retirement age. I pick 65 because it's kind of the age that you can start qualifying for social security, Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, and, and retire many times for a lot of people from the mm-hmm. workforce. Yep. Um, but like, what would you, it's beginning with the end in mind, right? That's 100%. one of the things that highly effective people do yep. is they begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. In other words, when it's all said and done, what do you want to be said and done? Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to tag team this episode answering it, but I would just say that the first thing is thanks for asking this question and your future self is going to thank you for asking this question mm-hmm. now, specifically because Now's the time to start is start when you're young. And Albert Einstein said this, he said, those who understand the eighth wonder of the world, which is compounding interest, earn it. Those who don't understand, pay it, pay it. (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's just bonkers how quickly, for example, credit card debt, Mm -hmm. the interest compounds and compounds. And it's, that's really easy to get into and it's a lot harder to get out of. And so we're going to talk about those things. I wrote down seven things, but I know that um, I know that we will go off script as well. Mm-hmm. And this, who's this episode for? This is for somebody who's feeling trapped. Mm-hmm. This is for somebody who's feeling stuck financially. This is for the dreamer yeah. who has a picture of the future and they they don't want the chains of debt or finances to be the reason that they can't do something that God's put on their heart to do. Yeah. And the the number one thing before we get into these seven things that I think we can do with our money to um, set ourselves up for financial freedom. And um, I, I'm going to have you share a story, Micah, but before you mm-hmm. do, the listener might want to go to www.fyi-podcast.com. Mm-hmm. One of the free resources that we've made available for mm-hmm. this episode and others is called the Budget Breakdown. And I've taught adjunct personal finance at a, a local university for now five, six years. Yeah. And probably close to a thousand students have filled out this budget. Mm-hmm. Nothing special or fancy about it, but it's better than the alternative, which is no budget. It's called the eye opener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would just want you to know about that. But babe, will you tell them about I remember one time we had just gotten married. Okay. And we might have been in the midst of a job transition for one or both of us. And mm-hmm. we might have had some medical bills or just different things. And there was um there was a question that you asked me that just mm-hmm. stopped me in my tracks. Do you remember that story or what it oh, was? Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that story very well. Well, just to kind of paint a picture, like Josiah is very much financially aware. We always have this, there's always a spender and a saver. I can definitely spend, but I can definitely save if there's a goal in mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we're going on vacation. Goal setting. Like I need something like that. So if money can be fun, if you feel like this is a daunting topic or conversation, just even before we even hit the seven. But to realize that we have, we think we had some meta, I think I had kidney stones coming back from our honeymoon. I think you're right. And we got the bill and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God we have insurance. Cause yep. if we didn't, this would yep. be insanity. So what I asked Josiah when he was in a very troubled state of mind of like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Oh my word. This is a lot. I was like, when did God stop providing? And what did you respond with? He never has. I love the verse that says <laughs> I've, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. Mm-hmm. I really think that one of the promises of God 
is also a name of God and it's Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. He's our provider. Yeah. And I I just want to encourage the listener, like maybe you found yourself or gotten yourself into debt. You can, you can get yourself out if you laser focus. Now you, you will get yourself out if you laser focus. And if you do these seven things or apply or tweak these seven things that we're going to unpack today. And um, yeah, God's never stopped providing. No matter what need you have, God sees you, he knows you, and he will provide a way. It's just keep your eyes and ears open for what that is and can look like. Because it usually does not come in the way of which we think it will, right? We don't have food. Oh my gosh, there's groceries on our step. We don't have money in the bank. Oh my gosh, there's a bonus. How am I going to pay for my schooling and my loans? Oh my gosh, I qualify for this grant or whatever. God can provide some incredible avenues for money when it comes Mm -hmm. to our personal surrender of our finances, because ultimately they belong to him. Right. So good. So It's so good. And um, I think sometimes smart people teach you what to do. Mm -hmm. Wise people teach you how to think. Okay. And what I hear you teaching us, Micah, is a new mindset about money and Mm -hmm. that's contentment. Mm-hmm. And we see this even in Philippians four, that's often taken out of context, but that's the state of mind that mm-hmm. Paul, the apostle is encouraging the church at Philippi to have is you might have a lot, yeah. you might have little, there's seasons of feast, there's se- seasons of famine, yeah. there's seasons where it rains, there's seasons where it's drought yep. and through it all, the secret of having a lot or a little, the secret to doing all things through Christ mm-hmm. who strengthens us is what it's a content mm-hmm. state of mind. And that's our hope for you. Our desire for yep. you as the listener today is wh- whether you're um, a dreamer, whether you feel stuck, be content today, right. knowing that God is doing more than you think that he is. And our friend Nick Nelson likes to say this, God's doing more than you think he is, and you're doing better than you think you are. <laughs> Mark Batterson puts it this way, that uh, we often overestimate what we can do in a year, mm-hmm. but we often underestimate what God can do in yeah. 10. Yep. And 100%. I found that to be true. So let's kick it off. Ooh, These yes. are going to be seven things that we want you to do now to set yourself up for financial freedom, both now and later. Okay. You're going to take number one. Cause there's like three Deal. subcategories. Okay. So the first one, one is avoid debt. Mm-hmm. Debt's really easy to get into. It's really hard to get out of. And there's three main debts that I see shackling and crippling younger generations. They are number one mm-hmm. student loans. So let's slash those student loans. If you haven't take any, if you haven't taken any on don't mm-hmm. do whatever what you grants can you squall- yes. for. get creative grant scholarships, work savings, mm-hmm. parents help FAFSA. Hello, debtless um, mm-hmm. plug for that book. Shameless plug for uh, 10 ways to take on less debt for students. But the first is slashing your student loans. Second Mm -hmm. is cutting up your credit cards. And I'll be as bold as to say this. If you cannot pay off everything in full Mm -hmm. every month, you shouldn't have a credit card. Controversial hot take. It is what it is. I learned it from Dave Ramsey. Um, We happen to have a credit card, but Mm -hmm. we've paid it off every month in our Mm -hmm. marriage. Yeah. And it is what it is. And so the third one is don't do car payments. If you have a car payment, it's not shame on you. It's shame off you, but let's pay it off quicker Mm -hmm. because there's two parts of a loan, Mm -hmm. principal and interest. And even we, we do have debt and Mm -hmm. it's our mortgage Mm -hmm. um, as Mike and I. Mm -hmm. And so what we try to do is we've done a few hacks. One 
is we pay, uh, tell, tell me what we do. We do biweekly payments. Biweekly payments for our month or our monthly mortgage. Yes. Yep. And so what that does is you do um, 13 monthly payments a year instead of 12. And it takes like seven years off of a 30 year mortgage. Yeah. The second thing we do is we put a couple of hundred bucks every month towards principal. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure like if it's a car payment or credit card that there's not an early repayment uh, like penalty. Right. But um, if you, if you can pay off principal, the debt's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep. If you're only paying interest, well, that's where it, it gets slower and slower and slower. But what's the second yes. thing to do with money to, to be financially free? I think number two is give generously. Even if you say, I don't have the money to give, I don't have the finances to give, I'm not in a place. Guess what? There's only one time in scripture where God says, test me in this. That's the only time he ever says, that's the only time we ever truthfully, meaning the word of God, have the ability to test God in this. Because he says, test me in this. So when you test God with money, it's not if then, it's no. We're going to give our 10% of our $100 check, say, yeah. $10 right off the top goes to God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you cringe when you break that 100 or they cash that check or it goes into your account or whatever. And you cringe because you're like, that is my $100 and I only have 90. Guess what? God is letting you keep and take the 90. He didn't say give him 90 and you keep the 10. He said, offer your first fruits, offer the first 10%. And when you do that, like I remember literally like begrudgingly at times giving elements of my paycheck, 10% of my paycheck, but God would show up in crazy ways. And that increases your faith. Yes. To say like, God's going to show up in a greater way and I'm going to believe it. And I'll share this story. I remember I was interning at a church and I think I was getting paid $50 a week. So $200 a month for a full year that I committed to. In addition to working part-time, three-fourths time at a gym where I was working in between everything else ministry-wise. And I was pretty much full-time at the church dedicating my time for this program. And I met a friend and we did some like business stuff and I was selling because I was a personal trainer. So I knew like taking all these classes, getting all these people, whatever. And people were buying the the things that I was selling and the programs I was helping them walk through to help get healthy, to lose weight, to Mm -hmm. um, make healthy choices, learn how to cook. Like there's so many fun dynamics of it. But I remember my friend, Nate, he goes, Micah, he goes, you just have the gift of faith. And it just annoys me because anytime you say God's going to show up, he does. Like, how do you even do this? I remember I was in a financial pinch and he was like my, one of my business partners or whatever. And he went, I was like, how do I access my account? Because I have this money because people purchased all these things. So how do I access X, Y, and Z? And he's like, well, this is how you do it. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're doing awesome. Like you have over $2,100 just sitting here that you don't even know about. And I'm like, that's the power of God showing up. Why did I not know that money was there? One, maybe I didn't know how to access it. I don't know. Two, I was still willing to work hard and give my 10%, not knowing that that was all happening behind the scenes. But three, I just feel like God increases our faith when we are obedient. And don't give begrudgingly. I mean, if that is your approach, like it was for me in a small season, oh, let God but trust God in that area and see what he can do. Like, I just so challenge you so just to give 10%. And if you can't, maybe you need to cut out that $10 coffee you have every day. Maybe you need to cut out the Netflix or whatever it is. Like when we get to the next part, you'll understand why 
all this stuff kind of goes through, but yeah. download the budget sheet, really look and allot every dollar and see where it's going. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of saving for the future. I love getting out of debt. I love mm -hmm. being debt free and um, love generosity. We love to give. It's better to yeah. give than receive. And then the third one is save for the future and invest. And our prayer for you as the listener is that while you're, you're young, mm -hmm. you'll become debtless. Why? It's so that you can fulfill the purpose that God has for you in your generation, just like David in Acts 13, 36. Amen. That's yep. why. And so with saving for the future and investing, a great example from our life and our marriage is when we got married, mm -hmm. we rented an apartment that we got a screaming deal on. Two-bedroom apartment overlooking the Minnesota River. We could run or walk down by beautiful river, um, four seasons out of the year every day. And um, I think we were paying nine fifty in mm -hmm. rent and he could have probably charged us what they were charging across the street was like 1350. Mm -hmm. So really, really fair price, good deal. And we, I think we were great tenants, but that's beside the point. What we did is we saved a certain dollar amount every paycheck, or mm -hmm. I guess it was every month. Yep. And it went, here was the key. It went not to our savings account, not to our checking account. It went to a different bank. Mm -hmm. And here was the genius of it is then my can, I bought a house maybe four years and some change ago, mm -hmm. three years and some change somewhere in there. And our goal was to put 20% down on this home. Mm -hmm. And how did we do that? The answer is we were saving, we were investing, we, we cut expenses, we did what we could, but we almost paid our future self yep. because when, I don't know about you guys, but as the listener, but when there's money in my cash in my hand, in our checking account, in our savings, it's easy to think, well, what can I buy? What can I do with that? Mm -hmm. But when it's in another bank account and like experts out of study, sight, out of mind, right? Exactly. It's almost becomes a bill. So your future down payment in our case, yeah. or maybe you're trying to save for a car or save for a missions trip or save for your first home or to start a business, the sky's the limit, mm -hmm. but the principle remains the same. And um, mm -hmm. we've talked about this next one a little bit, but just unpack number yeah. four. Uh, number four is build a budget, a budget to track it. Yep. And when you allot and you see all the things you're spending on, you will do one of two things. You're going to cringe at the fact that you have not been stewarding your money well, or you're going to cringe at the fact that if you're still under mom and dad's insurance, cell phone, Netflix, any streaming platform, um, medical bill, medical eyes, eye appointments, whatever that is, like you will cringe because you probably have taken your parents for granted yep. or your whoever's plan you're on. Like, just be mindful. Mm -hmm. Like when you have every dollar allotted, you will realize the faithfulness of God and the generosity of family or friends who've given you access to your login codes or shared whatever cell phones and all that kind of stuff. But just when you break down that budget, you can download it, take some time, plan it out, budget it out and begin with the end in mind, right? Have yeah. some goals in the process. Yeah. Um, here's number five and six are pretty quick. I'll click through them together because mm -hmm. they really go hand in hand. Okay. If you are wanting more margin in your bank account, if you're wanting more breathing room, um, if you're wanting to save, if you're wanting to just do more mm -hmm. than just get by, if you're sick and tired of making ends meet only, mm -hmm. here's the two keys. Number five is yeah. boost your income. And number six is cut your expenses because there's your, your income is your strongest wealth building tool. Dave Ramsey says mm -hmm. he's a personal finance expert, but mm -hmm. your income is really how you're going to build wealth long-term. Right. 
And if you can boost that, that's one way to create margin. If you can cut your expenses and be mindful of, wow, I spent $400 on groceries this month instead of 250. Yeah. I mean, that's a really like is food. Everyone would, would argue like, I mean, shelter, food, clothing, transportation are some of the, you know, mm-hmm. things like gas and electric mm-hmm. and a roof over your head. Those are some of the essentials, yeah. but it's actually really easy to overpay on essentials too. Yep. Or to group things in because you- Or justify the essential. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so the way to really grow margin and breathing room is boost your income and to cut your expenses and um, just look mm-hmm. at what are your, your monthly subscriptions and are you using them? add them up. Yep. That's the eye opener. It's like, whoa, 80 bucks a month, or I don't know, however many you could do. You can. And this is where doing a budget every month will help you know where your money goes. Yes. hundred percent. So number seven, Ooh, I'm a seven or eight, seven, Ooh, seven, cut your expenses. Oh, uh, that's what you told me seven. Oh, I can't read six. Okay. You already did that. You already cut your expenses. Good job. Invest in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is, real this is education, career, yeah. um, your side hustles, um, which are another means of income, right? Yeah. Where you are investing and putting forth the extra foot and mile. And guess what? You can do this because you're in a season to do it. Yeah. You, If you are not married and you do not have children and you are, maybe you're not even a student, this is the most time you will ever have in your life. If you do get married, if you do have children, if you want a house, because with all those things becomes greater responsibility and your time is divided. So Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you. Singleness is a gift. Marriage is a gift. The land of in between all that is obviously a gift, but utilize the time that you have to set yourself up for successfully now because your future self will thank you. And and I just want to, I want to discourage this thought because I've known people who've done this. Well, I'm going to take out my student loans. I'm going to go to six different schools. I'm going to rack up a hundred thousand dollar bills and still not have an education to show for it because I'm going to find a man that has money and will take care of it. Okay. Eh. Time out. Not good. <laughs> not good. Um, so just what lie are you believing about money? Can you identify that lie? of like, I'm never going to have money or I'm never going to be wealthy. I'm never going to go on vacation. What if you changed your mindset and made money fun? And this is what something your uncle had said. And I really like this about spending money. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think one of my favorite quotes about spending money. When you do have money to spend because you have saved, you have worked hard and you've set a goal. This is how money should be spent or the fun factor behind it. We will share it. Yeah. My uncle Bob was just talking, I think about like buying a car or something. He goes, spending your money that you earned and worked hard for, it should be fun. Yeah. He goes, if you're buying something and it's not fun, leave, go somewhere else because it should be fun when you've worked hard. Like you should be celebrated. You should be celebrating. You should look at it. Like I'm rewarding myself. Like buying a house is a little bit stressful. Do you learn some new terminology and language? Yes. But that's fun too. Yeah. And so spending your money should be really fun. It should be fun and it should be exciting. It should be a fun process yeah. to do that. And if where you're at looking for, for example, a car, if if it's not the greatest experience, buy your car somewhere else. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And to know that money should be, spending money should be fun. It doesn't mean you spend it on fun things always, right? Yeah. So, and with this one, number seven, I just wanted to chime in and say, like, invest in yourself. This is a never ending one. Because I've yeah. done my associate's, mm-hmm. bachelor's, master's degree. Not sure if I'll ever do more, 
um, formal education will see time will tell yep that'll lead and guide and direct and provide but but I've made goals this year of like who do I want to become mm-hmm. and what do I want to grow and one of them is communication and so later this week literally tomorrow and and the next day mm-hmm. I'll be at speak conference with Louis Giglio in mm-hmm. Atlanta owning the craft of communication yep and we chose why to do it I, the only reason I would say no for myself is because it costs money mm-hmm. to our family, to our ministry. And, but it's an investment in myself, mm-hmm. in our future. And so this mm-hmm. is how I looked at paying tuition. Mm-hmm. Why would I now be 31 and and stop growing or mm-hmm. stop investing in myself? So there might be a, a side hustle that you can start an Etsy an eBay, a, a flipping this or that there might mm-hmm. be, you might start researching real estate or go to a seminar mm-hmm. or join a mastermind or different things educationally. Yep. Maybe it's finish a degree or start a degree, but um, invest in yourself. We really believe in you. Yeah. And uh, I think that these are really going to set you up for yourself and your mm-hmm. future uh, to, to be set up for freedom. Yeah. So why don't you experience the financial freedom that can come with the decisions that you get to make? You don't have to make. And yeah, just pray that you do it well and you have fun in the process and know that we're on your side. We're cheering you on and let's all be lifelong learners because guess what? When you're adulting, you're not alone. So know that happy Friday. We hope that you ended your week strong and you start your weekend even stronger. So happy Saturday in advance. This is the FYI podcast.